0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu.
1: Hey, everybody. Just a quick note before the show to let you know that we have launched a plus version of NPR Music. NPR Music Plus It is a new way to support public radio uh, and the shows that you love, when you sign up for it, you can listen to All Songs Considered, New Music Friday, and Alt Latino, all of those episodes, sponsorship-free. No sponsorship. Uh, and you will also get access to some special new programming that we've got coming down the road. If you want to check it out, go to plus.npr.org nprmusic NPR Music. Plus.npr.org nprmusic I remember a friend asking me one time how often I clean the bathroom, and I totally lied. I said every week, and at, <laughs> at that point in my life, maybe it was once a month. Oh know? my god! Because <laughs> I lived alone, yeah, I, and I, do that. And I, was, I was gross, and you know.
2: Are you a liar? Or are you like a <laughs>
1: Are you a liar? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, not, some people not are normally, just liars. Not normally. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe when I was younger, I did more. I fronted more, you mm-hmm. know, than I do now. Now I just, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I never hesitate to say, and this happens constantly, every day at Impure Music, I never hesitate to say, I have no idea who that is. Because every mm-hmm. day, some everyone's flipping out about some new album, or somebody's just died, or some big thing in the news, and I just, I'm like, oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Lou Reed. <laughs> I mean, Never heard of who them. is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I why are we doing talking that. about this right now? <laughs> I, who, who is he even? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, Sheldon Pierce, Hazel Seals? You know what I was thinking when I was listening to the stuff that we're going to play on this week's show? I was thinking we should open a club. <laughs> I
2: we, think we should. We
1: need to open a club, a dance club for loners and uh, <laughs> introverts and misfits. Yeah, Maybe call it something like, um, you know, the sad parade or uh, the, the oddball dance hall. I was thinking might be a good good name for it. You know, and, and along with uh, the bangers, uh, you know, the beats and the grooves that the DJ will throw in these sort of weird left field things that you would never in a million years think that you would dance to, but, but you do. Mm hmm. That's the common thread in the music that we picked today. Um, but Sheldon, I want to start with something that I, I know you brought in.
0: Yeah, I've got the one of the new songs from the sort of visionary electronic pop artist Shy Girl. Um, it's her collaboration with Boys Noise, and also it features vocals from the Russian singer K. It's called Tell Me.
1: So there are a couple of versions of this song, and I, I realized leading up to this that I was listening to, I guess, was it the original, version, the original and the, version, and this is the K-edit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the K-edit just features vocals from uh, the rising Russian singer, uh, Katerina. I think it very much feels with her added vocals sort of like Grimes meets Eurodance <laughs> in a really mm. interesting way. Um, she brings a lightness, I think, that offsets the more sort of like husky tone that Shy Girl brings to her songs. Um, Shy Girl has spent her whole career sort of reimagining dance, uh, club sounds, uh, hip hop and grime. But this feels probably like some of the most straightforward stuff she's done. Yeah. It feels like it's yeah. moving more directly towards the center of the dance floor. Whereas I felt like a lot of her music before was like club music for people at home, like mm-hmm. listening in headphones. This is definitely some of her brightest stuff, some of her most beaming stuff. And I really enjoy the the flourishes that Kay brings to the track. I think it's the best version of the song.
2: Yeah. Brightness is a really good way to put it. And I also feel extremely called out by your listening, um, people, music for people who are listening to <laughs> it at home in their headphones, because yeah, I mean, I think like I've, I also love Shy Girl. I feel like I followed her career for a while now and I, I feel like her earliest stuff, um songs like B B and O were very like dark and experimental. Yeah. Like I would sooner I would sooner put her next to an artist like Arca if For I was sure. like yeah. a DJ in a club throwing out <laughs> uh, cuts as Robin mentioned in the beginning. Um but yeah this feels so light and fun. And I think the vocals from the artist Katarina, as you said, make it a lot more poppier than I think the music that I traditionally expect from Shy Girl.
1: I mean there is a haze over this though. I mean it's not mm-hmm. like like I guess the thing that really works for me th- on it is the little bit of warble that's in those opening keyboard stabs. It could be super cheesy. You know, like if you increase the attack on those stabs just a little bit more, mm-hmm. make them a little spikier, flatten out the dynamics a little bit, it's a totally different song. Oh.
0: Well, it's impossible for her to do anything that is truly pop, <laughs> right She is thinking too far outside of the way that the industry functions to do that. Yeah. I mean she she rose working with like the late Sophie. So she is really sort of thinking on a broader scale. Uh, but it is in terms of the music that she's released, sort of as close to the center as
1: maybe she's ever been. and I think it's sort of thrilling. So that Shy Girl uh, with Boy Noise, uh, it's the K-edit, the song Tell Me, that's from an EP called Club Shy. Uh, Also a great name for our club, If we the the Shy Parade, the Shy Club, Shy Club out on (laughs) February 9th. Club Shy is the name of the EP. Uh, Hazel, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I have a new song from uber cool artist Kim Gordon, Um, a new single called Bye Bye.
3: To the cleaner, cigarettes for killer Call the vet, call the grimmer, call the dogs sitter Milk vessel, calcium, high rise food cut, Advil, black jeans, blue jeans, cardigan, purse, passport, pajamas, silk. Oh. Toothpaste, brush, foundation, contact solution, mascara, lip mask, eye mask, earplugs, travel shampoo, conditioner, Medications. Button down laptop. Hand cream. Body lotion. Bella Freud. YSL. Eckhouse Lotta. Eyelash curler. Vibrator. Teaser. Bye bye.
1: You know, Hazel, I can't remember who we were talking about at one point, but you called an artist intimidatingly cool. And I I stole that line from you and I've used it many, many times. (laughs) I would totally use that to describe Kim Gordon, intimidatingly cool.
2: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm just going to say it, like Kim Gordon... Wrapping what sounds like her packing list (laughs) over a creepy trap beat like this is to me one of the best songs of the year yeah this is the first single from her forthcoming second solo album the collective and i just the minute i heard the song i was just like in love with what she was doing um it's so unsettling and weird and chaotic. And I just, I love that there's this part in the instrumental. It kind of sounds like when you leave your car door open and it's like chiming. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking oh, about? Yeah.
1: Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a little ding, alarm. Ding, <laughs> ding. Yeah, it's like telling you something's not right here. You've forgotten something, which is perfect because she's got this whole list of things. Yeah. She's yeah. trying she's to remember go. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, like, obviously a lot of people know Kim Gordon um, as one of the pillars of Sonic Youth, and, like, Sonic Youth was a band, you know, formed by art students, but I really feel like, you know, Gordon really lets loose her, like, art world tendencies in her solo work, like, the most. it feels This feels like a song Mm. that belongs in an art gallery. It has, like, a very, like, Dada-ist flair, and I just love the way she says some of these words, like, travel shampoo it's like complete poetry yeah i think it's incredible work from her
0: yeah i didn't have kim gordon industrial trap on my 2024 (laughs) bingo card but i will absolutely take it it's this song is such a good time honestly it doesn't feel that far out of the realm of like something that rico nasty could do i mean honestly uh, if somebody could connect Kim Gordon with Rico I would I would love to hear what would come out of that but yeah this I mean I can't imagine traveling again without listening to this beforehand <laughs> it is it is her just the way that she is sort of running down her checklist to your point about being intimidatingly cool Robin it's like it makes you wonder, is there anything that she could say that wouldn't sound great on a record? Yeah. This song is
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lars Gottrich, Jim Carver Music's Lars Gottrich, called it her shopping list. But t- to me, it's more like, yeah, it's a to-do list, but it's a to-do list for someone who is either about to do something really, really terrible, or at the very least is going away forever and you are never seeing this person again. There's something so creepy and final at the end there when, when she says, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Yeah, it's definitely sort of putting affairs in order. It has that feel of (laughs) like going through and checking all the boxes before, uh, the big heist. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. Get a suitcase. <laughs> Jet setting around <laughs> yeah. the world and leaving everything else behind um, yeah. and making sure you've got everything.
1: So we have to take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story. And when we come back, that's what I'm going to do.
3: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5X miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. On the TED Radio Hour... In the middle school cafeteria, Ty Tashiro always sat with his equally nerdy buddies.
1: The socially awkward kids who were the furthest thing from cool.
3: And he often wondered,
1: Why am I so socially awkward, and what am I going to do about that?
3: Now, Ty is a psychologist and expert on awkwardness, and he has some answers. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR.
1: Instead of scrolling mindlessly, engage mindfully with the NPR app. With a mix of on-demand news, stories from this station, and your favorite podcast, you can relax without shutting off your brain. Download the NPR app today. So I want to tell you a story. Uh, I'm going all the way back to when little Robbie Hilton was this nerdy little kid. I was very small and pale and uh, picked on all the time. And I was growing up in rural you know, very isolated, rural Kansas. And just about the only joy I had in my life was playing the piano. And there was one artist who just absolutely saved me back then, and it was Billy Joel. Billy Joel absolutely (laughs) saved me. Him and his music and his piano playing because, you know, in my mind, little kid hearing his music, oh, my God, he's so incredible. Piano it just (laughs) made me want to keep playing the piano. And then something happened in 1982. HBO entered my life, and they broadcast this live concert of Billy Joel playing in Long Island. And I was glued to that concert. You know, they showed it many times, and every time it was on, I tried to watch it. And I remember at the end of the concert, he says, Thank
4: you. Happy
5: New Year, Long Island. Don't take any shit from anybody.
1: And I thought, he's so punk rock. Oh, my God, <laughs> Billy Joel. He is so cool. You know, in the years uh, since then, you know, I can't, I can't overstate how important his music, and he, you know, he has been to me. I mean, to be fair... Uh, a lot of it is because of that early connection I made, I made to him when I was a kid. I haven't always been there for his music. He, he's had some clunkers along the way. But Billy Joel is back now with his first new song, I'll say in roughly 20 years. They're saying decades, but the catalog's a little, little fuzzy. And I, I think it's really wonderful. It's a song called Turn the Lights Back On. Uh, I think it's him at his best.
5: Been here before, pacing these halls, trying to talk over the silence. And pride sticks out his tongue, laughs at the portrait that we become. Stuck in a frame, unable to change. I was wrong. I'm late. I forgot somehow The cold settles in, it's been a long winter of indifference And maybe you love me, maybe you don't Maybe you'll learn to, and maybe you won't You've had enough, but I won't give up on you I'm late still time for forgiveness won't you tell me how I can't read your mind but I see you now as we
1: I mean, I get it. It's it's very earnest music. I, I know it's not for everybody, but I don't know. Maybe sometimes I just have to admit that I can be very, very, very earnest <laughs> sometimes. I, I, think, I think Billy Joel is, is at his best when he hooks into a really great melody on a big ballad. This song has that. Um, I think he's at his best when he, uh, you know, when there's a little bit of nostalgia, you know, he captures a sort of a a time and a place, maybe a time and a place that's out of reach now. This song has that. And man, you know, he's 74 years old and his voice is rock solid in that song.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't engaged with a lot of Billy Joel music beyond the, the big singles, but I found this really lovely. It is very earnest, to your point, but I think that's part of its charms. Yeah. You did mention mm-hmm. that he was 74. For some reason, as I was listening to it, it kept reminding me of The Golden Bachelor, like sort of trying <laughs> to rekindle romance in the twilight years and yeah. sort of all that that entails. That is a a process that probably requ- requires a lot of earnestness, yeah. um, a, a lot of sort of honesty from both parties. I mean, it, it's very late in the game, but it, as they say, it's never too late to find love or try to find love. Yeah. And I think this song is actively thinking about that. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the window is closing, right, at that yeah. stage, but still very hopeful in trying to see the other side of it. But to your point about his piano playing, I mean, that's solo... At, it's near the end is really just something I think it really brings the the song the big conclusion of the mm-hmm. song to a dramatic finish that pays off all of the earnestness at its center
2: yeah I don't think earnestness is bad I don't think earnest- for sure I mean yeah. like listening to it I was like there's so many versions that this song could have been, like, as a comeback song. And I think to Sheldon's point, it's it's interesting to me that, like, the song is kind of asking a question in a way that feels very real. Like, is it too late for yeah. me to come back and and be this person for you and perform in this way? And so that, to me, makes it a little bit more complicated than just, like, I don't know, him taking a time machine back to, <laughs> like, um, right. another era of his career. It feels very contemporary and current while also, like, Embodying, you know, everything about his music that you know, someone like you, Robin, loves.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very affecting too to hear someone in their mid seventies talking about regret and hoping that there's still some time left. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know that that's really moving to me. Um, I I don't know. I I you give me hope hearing both of you talk about <laughs> the idea of of being earnest because. Uh, What is the opposite of that? Would it be cynicism? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and and to me, uh, being cynical is just like, it's like toxic to me. And it it robs people of so much joy, I think. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great art, I think, that gets dismissed because of it. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Billy Joel, you know, he never in a million years intended to ever write another song again or set foot in a studio again. And then this one came to him and he thought, maybe, maybe I should do it. And I'm so glad he did. Turn the lights back on. Uh, from Billy Joel. It's, it's very, very nice treat for little Robbie Hilton.
6: <laughs>
1: now I'm gonna go get my Billy Joel Easy Piano Songbook out when I get home and, <laughs> and, and and jam piano, man. All right, Sheldon, you're up. What do you got?
0: Yeah, my next song is the latest from the singer and producer Nia Archives. It's called Crowded Rooms.
7: Crowded rooms. It's a facade, my persona, is my costume No one to turn to, they don't understand my blowouts I feel so lonely, especially in crowded rooms
1: Especially in crowded Lord, the beats on that, it's just, they're so relentless and you don't want it to stop. Yeah, it's, it's, Nia sort of
0: traffics in this high energy music. Uh, she loves jungle. She loves mm. drum and bass. Uh, and it's sort of interesting for her to use that mode the hyperactivity of all Mm. of it to sort of try to capture social anxiety. Uh, She wrote this song uh, after a festival last summer, sort of examining her life as an artist on the go, surrounded by people she doesn't know, and sort of feeling isolated in those incidents. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the relentlessness of it. That can be how it feels to be in such situations. I think yeah. of, it almost sounds like in movies when there's like a time lapse of people moving around somebody who's just standing still right. in a crowd. Yeah. Um, and, and just how it can feel. You can feel most alone when in the company of, many people if you're not connected to them in a meaningful way and sort of trying to understand that experience in the context of dance music is very interesting Um, but i think she captures sort of that dizzying head rush of having to manage everything that's going on around you and still feeling by yourself
2: Yeah, I I love Nia's work. I feel like she is really underrated in the US. I feel like she's more of a critical darling in the UK. Um, You know, she's an artist who, as you said, children, she's really kind of at the forefront of this new kind of jungle scene along with artists like Sherelle. I mean, you could include Pink Panthers in there and... I think, yeah, something that she does that's really interesting is she takes this genre, this like super fast-paced, breakbeat, you know, driven genre, and she really uses it to explore an interiority and like a vulnerability that I don't think, it's not something I associate with Jungle. (laughs) It's not not something I associate with like the (laughs) rave-worthy music that she works in. And I think this song is a perfect example of... The ways in which she sort of expands what that genre can be and like really brings her own personality and like honesty to a style of music that just I feel like doesn't do that enough.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many entry points, I think, in, to enjoying this this song, but there's a moment that comes at the maybe in about the last third uh, that that really seals the deal for me. When those low bass notes come in, it's kind of sinister. You know? Like, if there was any question. Whoa. If there's any question (laughs) about whether this is just like a feel good dance floor jam or an introverted dialogue you know, um, with yourself about your own social anxieties. It's all there, I think, just in those single little bass notes that hit.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to Hazel's point, I mean, rave music has historically been about getting out of your own head and not thinking uh, and escaping the world outside or inside your own mind. Uh, But this song, it's so interesting the way that she has resonance with what's going on, what she's feeling in her own body, and the tensions that surround her. It's like there's a really cool interplay between those two things happening on this song. Um, and I think it's really, really interesting the direction
1: that she's moving. It made me think of the this really great definition of introvert versus extrovert that I, I heard one time because I always assumed, well, I must be an extrovert, I guess. I mean, I... I have this job, I'm on mic, I'm on stage a lot, I do public speaking and things like that, and I'm super comfortable doing it. So I, I guess that, that means I'm an extrovert. But then someone said, no, an extrovert is someone who gets their energy from being around other people. And I thought, oh Lord, being around other people absolutely drains me. I'm not, and an introvert is the exact opposite. Right. And uh, I don't know, I, I think that's really, really fascinating way to to think about, like you can enjoy being out in the club, and dancing with everybody, but still be this introvert who's just drained by the by the end of it all.
0: Right. And, and I think that's sort of a really interesting thing about this song. It's not necessarily a song for wallflowers or for people who are like hold, held up in their rooms, right? Mm-hmm. It's a song for people who are overloaded by just constant motion, big crowds, people surrounding them, all this activity. It's not saying that I don't want to interact with you or I don't want to be around you. It's just there can be this isolating feeling when you're surrounded by people that you don't know. And it it can be difficult to manage those situations. But, I mean, you listen to this song, it's a song to dance to. And, (laughs) And it's a song to dance to while around other people. So I don't think it is in itself about being sort of isolated by other people, but it's about being overloaded by yeah. the, a mass of people and sort of how that can make you feel.
2: Take care of your dance artists. Take care of your yes, why, Yes, why touring. are they all so
0: stressed out?
2: Because they're, <laughs> they have to make money through touring and they're like playing these festivals where there's like 10,000 people.
1: And, just and just they're drained. Them. The people drain them. Yeah. They're just drained <laughs> by the end of
0: the world. I mean, that's a good point. It is, they are sort of isolated or surrounded overloaded in a very unique way yeah. that yeah. maybe even regular people can't understand. So
1: somebody please check in on Nia Archives, <laughs> make sure she's good. <laughs> yeah. Crowded Rooms, the new, the new single from her. We have to take another quick break, uh, but we still have a couple more tracks for you when we come back. Trials in multiple states, state and federal charges, plea deals, witness testimony, gag orders. The trials of former President Trump are really hard to keep straight. And that's why we created Trump's Trials, a weekly podcast where we break down the biggest news from each of his legal cases and what it all means for democracy in about 15 minutes. I'm Scott Detrow. Listen to Trump's Trials from NPR. So we've got new music coming from Claire Rousseau. Have you all heard this yet from, from Claire? Oh, yes. um, this uh, new record, it's called Sentiment. It is not out until April. But I got an early listen with it. Um, Claire Rousset is, uh, you know, I guess you would call her uh, an experimental soundscape artist, maybe a sound collagist. Um, yeah, you know, but I, I I, always feel like that just doesn't quite get there w- with her music because there's just so much going on with it. Um, this new album from Claire Rousset is called Sentiment. And it is very very sad record it is just crushing at times but also just so beautiful and I want to play the song that actually closes out the album it's called Illy 2
4: it's, okay it's not true. I'll it. just say like I love you too, I you too I was <laughs> here because To here So I love you to you just say 姐 yeah. yeah.
1: I think that this cut and some of the others on this album do a nice job of sort of splitting the, the difference between the different worlds that Claire Rousseau lives in sonically. There's some ambient elements, some found sound, um, you know, field recordings, distant voices. And then um, she's singing on the, the track as well. She does that throughout this record where she manipulates her voice with that sort of extreme autotune.
2: Yeah. Claire is just... The way that she uses her voice... Like, I know she does a lot of autotune. I know that she does a lot of, like, speech-to-text recordings, which are mm. really interesting. And she, I saw her perform a few years ago, and she was, like, recording people in the audience and then, like, incorporating it into the set. Like,
4: oh, it's so there's cool.
2: just, It's something about yeah. the way that she kind of collages sounds together that feels like... It's really hard for me to put into words why it's so affecting. It feels like I'm getting a voicemail from someone I love miles away or something like that. I, I just think that she does something really interesting with, with voices and sound, and it's really compelling.
0: The emo ambient tag has sort of stuck mm-hmm. for her music, and I do think it's fitting because her music is splitting the difference between those two things. But I do think... A lot of times when people think about ambient music, they think of a sort of passive listening experience. And I think Claire's music is just too compositionally complex to not Mm -hmm. be actively listened to. Um, You talk about the field recording elements, the way that she manipulates her voice. On this track, there's just like such subtle movements and shifts in the production that are constantly, you're recalibrating your ear to to figure out what's happening next in this song. And just the, the underlying sadness the emotion, even through the auto-tune, or maybe especially because it is auto-tuned, you can yeah. sort of feel the, the resonance in the vocal performance. Mm. And I, I just think it's a really beautiful song. I'm glad she's back. She was sort of super prolific in 2022. She only released a few songs last year, but I mean, they were really beautiful. One, Deceiver with Helena Deland, and there was another called Sigh In My Ear. And mm. to me, that is such a, like, perfect encapsulation of what her music feels like. Mm. It just feels like... Yeah, this. I'm, I'm, t- I'm kind of
6: like, this little <laughs> chill, just kind of right. lit up. Yeah. <laughs> said that,
0: yeah. It is chilling yeah. in that way.
1: But, it, I mean, it's also just so breathtaking and beautiful. Hey, Hazel, so you mentioned that her music sounds like, or maybe it was her, her voice sounds like voice memos to you. Mm. Uh, is that how you put it? Called I it?
2: said, like, getting a voicemail yeah, from get, oh, someone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: getting a voicemail. There is um, the, a track that opens this record called 4PM um, that she recorded on her phone, and it is basically a, a nearly three-minute long uh, monologue, um, kind of a journal entry, where she talks about just being so sad and so down. You know, she says she hasn't been able to get out of bed for days, and she's been sobbing, and there's there's void in her. and. And this darkness that that won't go away, and she kind of calls it a a letter um, to the universe, just you know, like begging for this aching to let up. It's just so crushing uh, and sad. My heart really just went out to her when I heard that.
2: She makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what, what Follows is also really, really beautiful, though. Yeah. Just such a deeply beautiful and, and moving album. I, I'm excited for everyone to be able to hear the whole thing when it finally comes out. Uh, and, and again, that's on April 19th, the record Sentiment from Claire Rousseau And uh, the cut we heard was called Illy 2 that features Hand Habits, uh, Meg Duffy's project, Hand Habits. Uh, there is another cut that's also out now that people can check out. It's called uh, Head. All right, Hazel, I know you have another, another cut for us.
2: Yeah, I have a song from, you know, a pretty new to me artist named Theo. That's F-E-E-O. And the song is called It Was Then That I. She is a a relatively new artist, real name Theodora Laird. She put out an EP last year called A Hunger, electronic artist. And this song um, is from her forthcoming EP called Run Over. And this song, it was then that I just like immediately registered with me. It's really beautiful. It's really intense. It's like this really great song about feeling sort of love and physical desire at like the height of its power, almost like in like a godly sense. And mm. yeah, I, I heard it and I was immediately like excited to hear more from her.
1: Yeah, new to me too. Uh, her voice reminded me a little bit of Sher Nova. Mm. Uh, For my brightest diamond. It's like, you know, super sturdy, but kind of floats at the same time. And there's some textures in this cut that I could just live in forever. So we'll go out on this. Uh, It was then that I. And real quick before we go, uh, just remember sign up for a newsletter if you want to keep up with the latest uh, Tiny Desk's playlists, features and more. Uh, you can get that at npr.org/music-newsletter. Music newsletter, all one word. Uh, we love feedback of any kind, so if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or anything at all, email us at. Allsongs at npr.org, allsongs at npr.org. And if you enjoy the show, tell your friends, leave us a glowing review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, don't forget to check out npr music plus. Again, that's plus.npr.org slash npr music. Hazel Sills, Sheldon Pierce, thanks so much for hanging out with me and sharing great music. It's uh it's always great to get together. Yeah, thanks for having
6: Thank me. Thank you. I waited. For a second While our body i
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.
8: Want all of NPR without relying on your radio? Visit NPR.org to be connected to your local station wherever you are and wherever the news takes you. Get your vital mix of rigorously reported local and national stories all live, free, and at your fingertips at npr.org.